Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there, you're listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David. I am your host, Anna David. Every week I talk to the world's most successful entrepreneurs and best-selling authors about how they launched their book and what it did for their career today. Well, and I also record solo episodes and that's what you're getting today. And you're getting a very unusual solo episode because it is not about... um, how an expert launched a book. It is about this story that the literary and publishing community cannot stop talking about. It was released uh, as of this recording. I read it five days ago. It came out in the New York Times and it's called Bad Art Friend. And it brings up so many issues about being a writer and publishing your work that I thought it was worth kind of breaking down my opinions on it because I've now talked to a lot of other people about it, so it's also breaking down their opinions on it. Now, the backstory, if you don't know it, is, sorry, I thought this wasn't recording for a second. The backstory is, there are these two women, Sonia Larson and Dawn Dorland. They were both part of a Boston literary community. And if you take away nothing from this episode, let it be, don't join a Boston literary community, or frankly, in my opinion, any literary community. I'm going to veer off script for a second and just say, I am not a fan of people who declare, you know, this is a writer's meeting, say, in like a 12-step program. Hey, we're having a writer's meeting. I'm not into like self-identifying and declaring as a writer and saying that you're different from other people. Um, And I have found that communities like that are so full of snobbery. It's like academia or something. And who cares? We're putting words on paper. We are not curing cancer. However, that is a relevant segue into this story because Don Dorland decided to give her kidney, believe it's her kidney, an organ, to a stranger, which is one of the more noble things I have ever heard about. And I find it incredibly admirable. So she created a Facebook group for the other alumni of the Grub Street Boston literary group that she was a part of. However, she maybe being a little emotionally, um, her emotional, um, her EQ not being particularly high, 
didn't seem to understand that she wasn't as good friends with these people as she believed she was. And so she created this group to share her personal experience about donating this kidney. And I think it's fair to say that she looked a little bit like she was um, really wanting attention for it. Who could blame her? That's what I say. However, this group of people, instead of uh, you know, telling her she was great or even clicking like on the post, instead talked shit behind her back about how self-righteous she was and how much she needed attention and all of these things. And so she, like most of us in that situation would, wondered why they were not responding when she considered them good friends. Now, here's where her behavior differs from most of us. She confronted, in particular, Sonia Larson and said, hey, I noticed you haven't liked any of my Facebook posts or, um, you know, do, do you not think it's impressive that I donate a kidney? That is not her exact words. And reading a story like that can make you very obsessed with making sure you get your words right. This, I think, is relevant, uh, you know, as somebody who recently released a book, uh, Party Girl, did you get it? And uh, had a lot of people who said they would buy it and review it who did not. I certainly want to go to them. I, I don't. I want, I'm, I'm frustrated that good friends did not do that. And I, part of me wants to sort of confront and go, hey, you know, didn't you see that I asked you to, didn't you see that email where I asked you to do that? I'm not going to because I just sort of figure, whatever, lots of wonderful people did review it and let me just appreciate those who do and, and stop trying to control those who don't. But anyway, I really understand the impulse. Sonia Larson, when confronted, played totally dumb and said, oh, no, I'm totally supporting. I think it's amazing. While continuing to mock uh, Dawn Dorland behind her back. Then... Sonia Larson wrote a story where one of the central parts of this story is about a self-righteous kidney donator. And um, she, in fact, lifts exact an exact post from the Facebook group that Don Dorland wrote. So while completely playing dumb and pretending she does, she's barely registering what Dawn's doing, she's actually lifting her words and she writes this story and this story gets attention and Dawn re confronts her and says, I think, um, you know, I heard you wrote this story and, and it's about this thing that I experienced and can I read it? And Dawn, um, Sonia lied and said, no, 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 no. And and it was completely dishonest. It had already been recorded as an audible. Anyway, you can go read the story, by the way. So I'm sorry to just go too deep into the summary if you already know it. But the point is, uh, they have been wrapped up in lawsuits for the last few years. Sonia Larson is uh, uh, suing Dawn for trying to destroy her literary career. And Dawn is suing Sonia for uh, plagiarism. So it brings up all these interesting ideas because uh, if we are going to start calling, lifting someone's Facebook posts plagiarism, are we getting into seriously dangerous territory? Is if I say an expression, um, 
uh, do I own that? Technically, if it's not registered with the copyright office, then you don't. And my my feeling about all of this always has been when people get very precious with their work and they want you to sign. I'll have clients that come to us and they, they've written something and they say, will you sign an NDA? And I think, first of all, I've got a million ideas of my own that I don't have time to pursue. Trust me, I'm not going to steal yours. And I think ideas are sort of a dime a dozen that they're People will tell me they're amazing book ideas, and I always react in a way I think they find annoying, which is I say, oh, well, let's let's see the execution. Ideas are everywhere. They don't matter. That being said, when it's something as major as donating a kidney to a stranger, that is a much more significant uh, life experience than most of the ones I write about. And I do think that's wrong. But, but you know, what people are saying is it really comes down less to the law and more to morality. What is right? What do we, as writers, what do we owe our fellow humans in terms of their privacy, in terms of their experiences? Do they own them? Um, I will say my first two books are novels that are, Party Girl's very much based on my life. And the second book, Bought, is very much based on research that I did for a Details Magazine story. My experience, there is a character in Party Girl that is very much based on someone I was friends with. And I was too self-involved and naive at that point to understand that she was going to read it and have a response. Now, to me, I just, and what I'm realizing in discussing this story with other people, other writers, is that I think I play very fast and loose with this stuff. I don't care. I've seen people lift my stuff. I don't really care. And my feeling about it was, hey, I'm making this, the character that I'm basing this on is a real person, but then I'm changing a lot of things and and it's her, but it's not her and it's my freedom to, to write what I want. And her, she emailed me, I did not show it to her ahead of time, and she emailed me and it was actually, like, people are so hard to predict. It's so hard to predict who's going to like their characterization and who doesn't. She was not hurt by anything except that in reality, this was a friend who had gotten sober. And there was a line in the book that I the, that I wrote the character, the protagonist, didn't think she needed to be sober in talking about this person that was a character based on my friend. And I had no idea that would bother her because at that point, I was thinking of this as a character. I wasn't thinking of it as her. And it really taught me that you just, it, it's very, very complicated. Obviously, there was this other story, this um, cat person story that was a huge deal in The New Yorker. And somebody came forward and said, hey, this was actually based on me. And, you know, <laughs> if these pieces didn't become a big deal, nobody would care. And I also think that's an interesting side note, as people always say to me, oh my God, I'm going to get sued if I write this. And nobody really cares unless it becomes such a big deal. And if it becomes such a big deal, I, this is going to sound bad, 
it's you've you've already won. The person who wrote Cat Person was her career was made for the rest of her life as a result of this. Um, Sonia Larson's success is not really worldwide success, but in the literary community, which it sounds like they were very impressed by, these were huge successes. She was, you know, winning awards and in, in festivals and all of these things. But my reaction, and people are saying about this piece, that your sympathy switches as you read the piece. You may be on Dawn's side in the beginning, and then you're on Sonia's side later. I kind of stayed on Dawn's side, even though she doesn't sound like someone I would want to be friends with. There's something very earnest about her. And earnestness is not a quality I enjoy in writing, but my heart really went out to her. And Sonia is, and I heard somebody say this on another podcast, I'm so paranoid right now about taking anything I heard anyone else say and not crediting them. Um, it was a podcast called Sexy Unique Podcast, Lars, Mer- Lars Marie, I think is her name. Um, and she said, basically, Sonia was trolling her, gaslighting. By claiming, no, this isn't about you, and actively writing about her. And I think, but what is interesting, too, is in the same way that I said, it didn't occur to me to check with my friend that I was basing a character on. People are saying, well, how could so? what did Sonia think that Dawn was never going to find out? And I do think you get into this writer's uh, sort of cave where it's it's become your own thing and you do forget a little bit who you know you've built on it in your brain you own it but in the end it, this whole experience makes them both really look terrible that being said now they're probably going to sell the film rights i was just talking to my boyfriend about this i was like well if they sell the film rights isn't there going to be a huge legal battle over who owns the film rights uh, and he goes, trust me, if there's enough money, they'll work it out. But I highly recommend reading this piece if you haven't already and taking it into consideration when working on your book. These societal changes happen and and the entire publishing attitude can change. You know, when James Fry got in trouble for... Uh, manufacturing facts uh, in a, a little a million little pieces this the the way memoirs were looked at was was altered forever uh disclaimers were required uh people got a lot more rigorous about it so however this shakes out i think is going to definitely impact writers and publishing and how this moves forward and I say we're stepping into very dangerous territory if we're starting to say you can, um, a, a social media post can be plagiarized. So what do y'all think? Go check out the show notes. Uh, you can get them at launchpadpub.com slash blog slash bad. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, veering off into cutting edge publishing news. I hope it helped give you things to think about for your book and ultimately your book launch. And with that, I will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. 
And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. Music.